everybody welcome to the x button podcast today is the day before thanksgiving but this is the thanksgiving episode baby yeah today we're talking about things we're thankful for you know giving flowers to the things that we love and the things that we've appreciated over the past year Uh, i have multiple different submissions actually through my co-host group slash friend group uh you know people you might have heard on the podcast before and people have read it uh so i will be going over multiple different answers and I will be shouting out who said it, because that's like uh, that's the thing I wanted to do for Thanksgiving. I hope everybody has a great one. I hope everybody's going to eat a lot of food. Hopefully, you get to spend time with some family. You get to chill, just relax, get a day off of work at the very least, and have fun. You know, play some games. You know, you get you get this extra day off, and yes, you'll spend time with family. Yes, you'll be cooking. Yes, you'll all this all these things if you're into that. But if you're not. Just play games. You know, it's a day off to play games. There's a lot of stuff out right now. Pokemon, you got Halo, you got Forza, you know, you got fucking GTA, you got Hoa. I think it's how it's pronounced, H-O-A. It's like a Studio Ghibli type game for PlayStation. So if you want like a nice little easy plat slash interesting game slash great indie game, go check that out. I'm, I plan on hitting you guys with a review of some sort for Monday, so don't freak out about it. Um... I will be back on Friday as well. I just I'm not sure what that episode is going to be. It might be a movie review, probably a Spider-Man review. I'm not sure, uh, or it might just be a typical gaming episode. I might give you guys actually my first impressions on Guardians of the Galaxy because that's what I'm playing right now. I'm also playing Halo, also playing Forza, um, also playing Hoa, and uh, I think that's it. I'm watching Arcane, dude. I'm on Arcane uh, episode seven, and holy shit. That has like skyrocketed. Like I've never been in the league, and that skyrocketed into like one of my top shows, probably of all time. I absolutely love it. Like I'm, I'm, I got backgrounds now and shit. Like I'm hooked. So when it comes to like dropping in something new, like this new world, I'm like, damn, I want to play the game now. Uh, but I don't think I will because apparently it's hell. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure like any league player probably knows what it's like. But I, I hear it's toxic. I hear it gets very serious. I hear it's hard to learn. I hear it's a lot to learn. And, I, you know, I just it's too much right now. I got other stuff to play. But hopefully the fighting game they come out with soon and, like, the other properties that they're kind of creating from their League of Legends world, um, hopefully I'll be able to enjoy those and try those out whenever they do come out. Because there were more details that came out recently on the League uh, fighting game, which apparently it's like a tag game, which sounds interesting. And I can't wait to, I can't wait to see it now. I don't know if it's going to have League characters or... Uh, all new characters but either way like that whole world and that um story they have in that show is amazing even if you're not into league i think you like it and the art is phenomenal the animation is insane like some of the best animation you'll see anywhere really um high praises for arcane i will be doing a review on that 100 percent uh can't wait to do it but i'm not sure when i have to finish it first i'm on episode seven i think out of nine and I will probably need a rewatch just for like uh, content sake because I know like some of the early details that I was hearing, I wasn't really like understanding what was going on. So because it's like Game of Thrones, you get into the world and they're like, oh yeah, the, the Lannisters over there and they're doing this and that. And you know, you're just like, what the hell am I watching? Um, 
But that has been fantastic. Also, a little Pokemon update. I'm roughly around level 30, and I am on the third gym leader. And she is fucking me up, dude. I got all the way to the end. I had to get through that weird-ass puzzle in the level a couple times because, like, I, I beat the enemies and I cleared out the level. And then I went back to go heal my Pokemon. I came back, and it was all reset, so I had to redo the puzzle. So I know when I go back again, I'll have to redo it. But basically, I cleared out her whole party, and she had Lucario as her last one. And that motherfucker destroyed my entire party. So I had to go revise some stuff. I have to go look at some stuff, check the books, see where I'm at. You know, nothing's damaging Lucario at all, so that's a big issue. We're having big, big issues in my Pokemon save, people. I'm having trouble. Please save me. Um, trade me a high level, maybe like, you know, I don't know, Cyndaquil. If anybody's got Cyndaquil, let me know. I'll give you my, my, uh, my Starly, huh? Anyways, uh, you know, I, like I said, I have a bunch of different submissions. I need to like actually read them off. So I will be giving shout outs to my buddies and the random strangers on Reddit that probably don't even know this podcast, but, uh, I did ask and of course the post got downvoted for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, that's just Reddit for you, you know. Uh, funny story about Reddit, you know. Not really a funny story at all. I'm just bragging at this point, if, if there's anything to brag. When I first discovered Reddit, I was like, all right, my first, my main goal is my main goal. There you go. Callback. Um, my main goal is to get to the front page. And my cousin has sent me a funny-ass picture about uh, some, like, Power Rangers or some shit. Anyways, uh, long story short, I posted that with, like, a weird little caption. And it got to the front page. And then I said, mission accomplished. I'm done posting. And I kind of stayed away from posting for the most part. I, I get on there every once in a while, but like, it's just uh, nothing wrong with Reddit. I just, you know, I'm just not into like, I'm more of a, a browser than I am like a, a thing like that. But uh, all in all, I posted. It got downvoted. I was like, cool. But people still commented, which is awesome. Uh, so let me go ahead and lay, 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 lay. let me go ahead and lay, lay, lay. Uh, let me go ahead and list off the things that they said on there. Okay, let's go. Uh, the Cost of Lies. That is the first submission. Uh, he looks like a... His avatar looks pretty interesting. It's wearing like a, a sweater and a dress. He's got a big beard. Uh, I'm not going to go through everybody's stats. I just thought that was a, a cool little avatar. Well, you know, Some of these people don't even have avatars, so I feel like I needed to shout that out. Anyways, The Cost of Lies uh, says... Uh, one thing I'm thankful for is xCloud streaming from Xbox consoles. It's like a demo service where you don't have to download the game to try it, which is a fantastic, fantastic point. I personally have not really used xCloud, but I have seen somebody use it in front of me and, uh, it looks very interesting. I didn't even think about it using it in that way, um, as like a demo service in a way or like a trial, you know, version of the service. Because uh, you don't have to download anything, so it's actually like a quick way to try out games. That's actually a very interesting point. Um, I'm not sure how well the the online servers work, but um, oh, all in all, it sounds like a pretty awesome use for it, at least. So if you're not using Nextcloud, go check check it out for a demo slash trial version of like games and stuff, and you know, get that easy free demo. Um, uh, this is a multiple thing. Like a lot of people. And my friend group said it, and the people on here said it. So I'm going to go ahead and shout it out. And the answer is Quick Resume. Um, Steven, co-host friend of the show, 
says quick resume with single player games is great. Multiplayer, it needs to be disabled. Uh, he also men mentions cloud streaming with Game Pass gives instant access to 400 plus titles without downloading PlayStation. Share screen has also been a different thing that we'll talk about in a second. And um, Sahils88, S A H I L S 88, also says quick resume, but they don't tell me why. Okay. And uh, that's fine. You know, like I, I didn't even ask why in the question. I just said, what are you thankful for this year? And they said quick resume. So shout out to him. Shout out to Steve. Um, great, great choice. It's, it's a weird thing. Like it's only available on the new Xbox consoles. And it, it is a weird feature where like you don't really think about you'll need it that much. But once you're actually in it and you're using it, for instance, when there's multiple games to play like there is now, like Halo and Forza and Artful Escape and, you know, different things. I can go from Marvel Escape and play and be like, okay, let me go to Halo. And then, I, you know, go play that and go play Forza. And I'm like, all right, let me go back to Halo real quick. Go back to Halo. Every, it's like instant. Boom, 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 boom. Sim similar to how, like, you turn on your PS5 or PS4 or other consoles. And, you know, you have the game running while it's in rest mode. It's seriously like that, but you can just swap between multiple different games in that state. You don't have to, like, restart each game. And that's basically what Quick Resume is. Fantastic feature that I think doesn't get enough praise. And I think once there's like a lot more games available that are like big, big on Xbox and like, you know, Starfield's out and all these different, you know, IPs are out, I think that feature is going to be used way more. And I can't wait to see what it kind of turns into. I know, like, I know it's not perfect right now. There are a couple bugs with it, but it's a great, great choice to be thankful for. That is an awesome thing. And I am also thankful for that. Uh, quick resume is is something small that we don't really give a lot of shine to so shout out to quick resume and xbox um some uh dapper performance says i guess crossplay is getting more common it's nice to keep games alive a bit longer and not have compatibility issues especially now when games can release on multiple ecosystems on pc alone uh that's a great point crossplay is a kind of like the norm now in a way it's it's something that's kind of Thanks to Fortnite, it's been it's been like put into most FPSs now. Uh, other games have gotten it too, like Rocket League and stuff. So like crossplay is amazing, amazing, amazing feature. It makes it so easy to play with people now, like hook up with friends, uh, especially like on the Xbox ecosystem. I know like I know PlayStation tends to do some crossplay with like PC and of course with some games like Xbox and other consoles, but. Uh, it seems it feels like Xbox does it seamlessly because they have the Xbox UI integrated into the PC infrastructure. So like, it's easy one to one. You can actually have a Xbox party on your PC connected with people playing on console, which makes that experience so much easier. Um, typically, if you were to play, let's say, uh, Fortnite or uh, Fortnite or Warzone on PC slash PS4. Uh, you'll have to use like the in-game chat to kind of converse with your friends and that becomes a bigger issue. So the fact that, you know, crossplay is getting more common is a very big thing. And I think Xbox does it right. I think PlayStation does it on some games, but um, it's in, it's a, it's a norm that I think now people are starting to take for granted because uh, this wasn't a norm like five years ago. So it's kind of weird that like we've all accepted it immediately because it, it should have been there. I think that's why. I think, uh, I think a lot of us were thinking, you know, this should have been a thing a long time ago. And the fact that these companies were bickering between each other, trying to save their competition and and, and not, like, give any customers to the other consoles. Uh, hopefully they see now that that's not the biggest issue. You're not losing that many sales if 
I hook up with a guy who's, you know, if I like if I play Warzone or Fortnite with a person that's like on Xbox, you know, where they mainly they mainly play like Halo and Forza, and they'll never really need a PlayStation. But in this one instance, boom, we can play. You know, what I'm saying that's a great great thing, and I'm so glad it's being embraced by more companies and more games. Um, like for instance, Halo is also the new one is cross pat cross compatible with pc xbox one even and uh you know that that is a, an experience in itself because i am playing with people who are on pc same for forza people playing forza on pc and this isn't the newest thing but it's definitely like it is hit a point where like it's seamless and we can just do it and it's 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 such a great thing to be thankful for and i for one am very thankful for that uh Dicky Greenleaf 84 decided to ask a question back and he says has there any has there been any innovation this year to that business union says even though it got better views Battlefield 2042 Dicky Greenleaf said and what was that in what way was it innovated I haven't played it uh business union says quick change attachment system weather affecting gameplay map slash server size I'm not saying that it's a good game at the moment, but it did innovate as opposed to cookie cutter Call of Duty. Oof. Uh, I like Call of Duty. Why you say that? Um, Dapper Performance, who was a pre, who, who had the crossplay answer, says, uh, quoted quick change attach, attachment system and then said, ever heard of Crisis? A little, a little spice, a little sauce in the question uh, forum here, uh, you know, but. Business Union responded respectfully and said, I didn't even think of Crisis, to be honest. Another great set of games. So I love the positivity. Uh, oh, there are more responses now that I have not seen. Uh, while the rest sounds pretty innovative, this is what Dickie Greenleaf said to the quick change attachment system being a different weather affecting gameplay, map service size. Dickie Greenleaf says, while the rest sounds pretty innovative, I'd love to hear about the weather part. Does it do anything beyond Fog of War? Because that sounds intriguing. Business Union says, Tornadoes suck up players, vehicles, AO, and uh, mess with your electronic sandstorms, affect field of view, plus you have Levolution, quote-unquote, whether uh, where certain parts of the map blow up or get knocked down, and they get up again. Sorry. Um, he didn't say that. Dickie Greenleaf says, that does sound innovative. I'm going to have to try it. Thanks. And Business Union said, as someone who owns it, I'd hold off on it. So you kind of have like a mixed review there. He's kind of like, oh my God, Battlefield's not the best game, but it is innovating. And then this guy's like, oh, that sounds awesome. I want to check it out. And then, of course, Business Union keeps him straight and says, hey, don't. And then that's where it ends. That's the end of that that uh, that exchange. Then we have one from Bang Energy Cures ED. <laughs> okay. Okay. I didn't even realize what that, that, uh, that said there, but okay. Uh, great name. You got to love a good Reddit name. Um, Bang Energy Cures ED. Deathloop's ability to have a time loop but not have it can be confusing or require me to memorize hundreds of codes and locations but still emphasize player creativity and exploration. Uh, hats off to Deathloop, you know. <laughs> got great reviews. It's a, it's a game of the year contender, I believe. And it is... It really showed out. Like, a lot of people love it. A lot of people love it. Um, except for business union. Cause he came back with more spice. He thought he was done. He's not done. He came back with more spice. He said, yo, 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 yo. Kind of feel like the forgotten city already did that, but I haven't played death sleep yet. 
so I don't know. So he came back with spice, but he also he also came back with respect. So it was like a respectful slap, you know what I'm saying? And that has been it for my very small stint on Reddit of r slash gaming. So give it up for the Reddit folks. Thank you guys so much for uh, responding and giving quick insight to the whole idea of being thankful for things this year. Um, but m- the whole point of my question was, like, what are you thankful for in terms of games and in terms of game features? So there, it's not just, you know, specific games or game features. It's just like, I kind of had it open, but it seems like a lot of people went with, like, you know game features in a way um so let me uh let me she right here let me she right here let me she right so uh what is a game or game feature that you were thankful for from the past year and why is what i asked my friend group i said yo boys give me some answers for the podcast we are here to talk about it and embrace this i also asked you guys you know on the last episode i know it was an off-topic episode but i still asked and uh you had a chance to submit so don't be mad that I'm not reading yours because I, I didn't get anything else outside of these two. It's a it's a small year here, you know. We're still new. We're still brushing the dust and the rust off our shoulders, so it's a little bit like we'll get the hang of it next year. Hopefully, by next year, we'll we'll be like, okay, what are you guys thankful for this year? And then it's like a flood of answers. So uh, we will be there next year, I promise. This see, that's that's goal setting. We're gonna be there next year. We're gonna have a bunch of answers. Uh, but we'll cross that road slash bridge slash invisible bridge in GTA Trilogy whenever we get there. Um, what is a game or game feature that you are thankful for? Um, Jay, uh, my younger brother, host of the Hi, I'm Jay podcast. My, uh, my coworker, my friend, my brother, uh, he said, my literal brother, it's not like I'm, you know. Uh, he said, the option where I can play a game that you're streaming through PS5. So... PS5 has a, a game share feature where I can, if you're in my friends list and we have a group chat or whatever, I can go, hey, click a button. Hey, guys, I'm streaming my game only to this chat. Everybody who's in this chat can check out my stream, and that's it. It's a private stream, private Twitch, uh, a pritch. Then once I'm doing that, I can be like, yo, 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 Jay, check this shit out. This game is dope. Check out this part and go attack this person. So I hit another button and it gives him control of my game entirely. So he can like walk around my character. He can access menus. He can play the game just through the internet, through the power of the internet. It's probably one of the best features on PlayStation 5 that uh, has really like blown me away and definitely is one of the features that is fully next gen. It's like one of the, one of the things that I'm like, okay, we are in a different era now. That is, that is a feature that is like, I'm hyping it up. I think it's even been around before in terms of like remote play and stuff. But still, this is like the fact that it's done so seamlessly in the chat of the PlayStation 5 is like it just works. And it works very, very well, surprisingly. Like there's times where I'm hardwired in and I I shared Far Cry 6 with a a couple of people. And they're like, God, it feels one to one like I'm playing it. No lag. And it's it's crazy how, how well it works sometimes. There are times it doesn't work well, but that's it. You know, it is what it is. I'm trying to be open about these features that I am thankful for, but still doesn't take away from the fact that me and Jay are thankful for that. Uh, wasn't trying to rhyme there, uh, but I don't really care. Anyways, uh, let's get back to the list. So, uh, Gruber, you know, the I forgot his wrestling name. Uh, fucking Communist Groove. 
That's his wrestling name for the X button federation, the XBF, if you will. Um, he comes in with fast loading, which is a great answer. Great thing to be thankful for. Uh, he didn't tell me why. So to that, I say, Hey group. Hmm. Hey group. Uh, did you, Hey, hey group. Did you read the text? I sent Hmm. Hmm. Sheesh, man. Sheesh. So he just gave me quick answers, but I will elaborate on it. I'm busting his balls. Fast loading is one of the best features of next gen as well. It is a feature that is just built in and it makes games load fast. There are things that like due to hardware expansions and shit, it's like it loads games fast. If you play Miles Morales, if you get a PS5, get Miles Morales or Demon Souls and just get to a different area. Do a fast travel Miles Morales or take a portal in Demon Souls to like one of the the areas. And it is literally and by literally I mean not literally, but kind of literally instant. It is, it, it'll do like a one second load screen and you're in the game. So there's really like no load screens on a true next gen game. Uh, and I'd bring up De- Demon Souls because that's also what he says. He says he's thanks- thankful for Demon Souls, which is a great choice as well. Demon Souls has been an amazing launch game. Probably the most beautiful game on PlayStation 5 as of yet. It is gorgeous. It, it plays very smooth. It's like 4K 60 with the fast loading and the adaptive triggers and the haptics. Like it's, it's making the PS5 pump on like all cylinders and it is, it fucking runs like butter, man. It's such a great game. Whether you like demon souls or souls games or not, I would watch YouTube videos on that and just like watch it run at 60 frames a second, uh, in 4k and just like try to pick your jaw up from the ground. It, it is stunning how great that game looks. Um, Phil, Philly, Phil, another, uh, co-host of the podcast, friend of the podcast. He is, uh, Steve's brother and he comes in and says screen sharing. Now screen sharing is a great feature. Uh, similar to what I said with my brother, Jay screen sharing is used to just show your friends games. So there have been many times where like, uh, typically groove, this is going to be my backstab at groove for not reading the full question. Um, I'm joking. Uh, Typically, group would be like, I'm not spending money on that game because it costs money. So uh, we'd be like, okay, how about you just look at it or like, we'll stream it and you can check it out. So we've done it with like Riders Republic, you know, uh, over the past year, like many different games. When we were playing Demon's Souls, we'd be like, oh my God, check out this thing. And then we would stream it together. Um, you know, it, it, it was pretty dope. Like any new game we got or like any funny moment or scary game, we'd be like, oh, uh, Steve got a scary game. Let's watch him play this scary game. And we'll just like laugh together and have fun. And you can kind of see on Mystic.Maddox on Instagram, I have a, for example, if you want to see it in action, Resident Evil, um, when I posted that Resident Evil post on there, that is me streaming uh, my screen to the twins. And they are watching and you can hear them jump scare whenever a jump scare happens because they're literally watching what I'm watching. So... Screen share is not the newest feature, but it is definitely a great answer to be thankful for. It is such a, uh, it's something that like, I kind of hope that Xbox adopts eventually, uh, even the game sharing at some point, but I know they're more leaning into like cloud gaming and different things like game pass. They don't really need it, but, uh, there, it is a little jarring when I'm like, Hey, check this out. Or, Hey, um, watch my screen or let me show you something. And it's just like, you can't really do it on Xbox. There's not really a, an instant way to just stream your shit. And it's literally instant on PlayStation. You hit a button, it starts loading and boom, you're fucking streaming to your friends. It's that easy. Uh, one of the best features of next gen for sure. 
All right. Um, let me see. I have more answers. I have more answers. Uh, so going off of what Steve said earlier, uh, friend co-host of the show, he said, PlayStation Share Screen has been great for our little mini streams, and the share button lets us make clips with our funny voices and reactions. It's always funny, which is true. Um, that is another thing, basically, how I captured the Resident Evil clip and the um, Cyberpunk clip that I have on there that, you know, got a lot of praise. Not praise, but, like, views. Didn't really get praise. It didn't win a fucking Nobel Prize, but, it, it you know, it, it it got more attention because it was kind of funny and it was just a thing. Uh, I had been streaming and to record, I literally just held the button and it started recording or like I would, I would hit it afterwards, just the share button and do record the last minute or last five seconds or five or five minutes, whatever. Um, so that feature as a whole is amazing. And like being able to record those videos and capture those moments for like forever is like beautiful. And that being so easy and seamless on PlayStation has been awesome. I've been able to get uh, video game clips on Xbox. I will say that and, and switch. Uh, but in terms of capturing the voice as well, it does not really work on Xbox and for the switch, there's no need cause you don't really use voice on there, but still a underrated feature that I am very, very thankful for. I, I absolutely love it. And, uh, yeah, he also says, uh, for a game that I am very thankful for, I'd have to say Astro, the references to all the Sony titles and the way it utilizes DualSense was great. I could not agree more. This is absolutely a feature that I am like 100% thankful for. Um, or not a feature, but a game. Astro's Playroom was a love letter to PlayStation and PlayStation fans. And uh, it was weird. And this is going to sound like super dorky and nerdy. Uh, because it's like such an exaggerated feeling that I had during it. But... There was a weird point, like, all right, you're walking around, you're seeing references to, like, Tomb Raider and, like, classic Sony things, and that brings back memories alone. And then, like, there was one point where you catch four uh, Astrobots chilling by a campfire, and they all have big-ass, like, Monster Hunter weapons on their back, and they all have PSPs in their hand. And that was, like, directly related to Freedom Unite Monster Hunter uh for the psp and i think there was like another one on there but uh seeing that was like such a direct like hit to my heart that i got a little like teary-eyed not choked up or anything but it was, you know i was just like oh fuck like such fond memories like it was already a roller coaster right up until that point because i was seeing like oh my god kratos such a good game oh my god i saw days gone driving in the background i saw like uh you know ellie and uh ellie and uh joel like chilling around the corner hiding away from like a clicker astrobot and like it's the the stuff they packed in this game, the amount of references is mind-boggling, especially for it being a free packing game for the PlayStation 5. Uh, anybody who experiences the PlayStation 5 for the first time needs to play Astrobot. Astro's Playroom is what it's called, not Astrobot, sorry. It's packed in for free. Uh, it's got a platinum, and it fully utilizes the DualSense controller, so if you are wondering how this thing is going to work or you want your first experience with that, play that first. Even if you just do the intro, just the demo of the controller, it is crazy. Because not every game utilizes those features to to its like fullest extent, and that game does. It uses every little bit. When you're walking around, you feel the haptics. You feel like the the grass taps from you walking because he has like small little legs. Then you walk on metal, and it's like you you feel the vibration change to like a metal tink. 
like tink 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 and then it's also like making a little sound in the speaker and then like the triggers are like you got to pull hard for this one thing and then like uh you start climbing this this uh zipper ladder thing and it'll start like smacking your your fingers like off the triggers it's crazy like it's such a such an amazing game and such a sweet package put together uh so much care and love in one game made me teary-eyed i'm like what the fuck i'm such a loser i'm just joking um well i'm not joking but you you get what what i'm saying um but it, it hits you right in the feels if you if you have like fond memories of like all these old playstation games and just like things you did like i played that PSP game with my cousin Mitch and it was like that was like a weird summer and like where that's what we did we just played the shit out of that we use ad hoc play on PS3 to play with anybody around the world um and it was like it was like a thing we were just like farming for for material it was so weird but it was like it brought back all those memories that I had like long lost forgotten and it was just great uh and uh the last from my friend group that had answered the question. Let me double check before I skip anybody. Okay. Let me see. The last thing that someone said was uh, the boy Adrian. A-L-E-E-P-L-A-Y-S on Instagram. If you want to follow him, he's got great gaming content. Posts a bunch of his collection. He's got a lot of games in his collection. Pretty crazy looking. Um, so... Great, great Instagram to follow. He mentions, someone already said SSD, so I'll go with PS5's IO throughput. throughput. Uh, not really a feature as it's hardware specific, but it gives the PS5's SSD the full functionality of the speed available on the SSD. Ratchet and Clank show it off properly, warping in and out of worlds simultaneously, or instantaneously, sorry. Uh, it also so far back, it also so far Back Cerny's claims that it would help games perform better than beefier comparable PCs and Series X, um, which is true. Like th- these are all these are all facts. These are all facts, Adrian. Um, and the fact that the SSD actually like does it, you know, that well. And uh, I think I've had already stressed it enough with like the fast loading and the and the actual speed you're referring to. It doesn't. It does it all with ease too. Like it does it with no stress on the console, and it, it actually performs solid. And I think uh, you're right that it it may not have like the best features or like the best power compared to these other consoles or like beefier consoles or PCs. Um, it has. It feels the most optimized to a T. Where like it feels like it is running the best it can for what it's need what it needs to do. And uh, especially with loading, it's just seamless. Uh, he goes on. Miles Morales, as far as overall experience, was my favorite. I actually enjoyed it m- uh, more than Spider-Man. Technically, that's last year. So if that doesn't count, I'd go with Ratchet. Um, and it does count. I think like anything before the you know November-ish of last year um, might not count. But you know from November on, it counts. Um, and that's kind of when like the PS5 launched and stuff. We kind of went through that whenever we, um, whenever we went into the details of, you know, all that. Anyways, Miles Morales was an amazing game. Um, I feel like it was very, very short lived, which sucks because like that game is so great. It's, it, it gives me a ton of hope for, um, the next one, Spider-Man two and, and Wolverine for that matter, both coming with no date, 
but uh, <laughs> I don't even think we have any like any form of gameplay. They're just both reveal trailers, and that's that. So we have no idea when that's coming out. Probably 2023 with the the scope of like what's going on. But uh, yeah, man, Miles Morales was like a special time. That was like another weird game that like when it dropped and was announced. For instance, like it was announced during the PlayStation reveal itself. So it's kind of like it's tied. It's you know it's it's sewn into the launch literally a launch game for the PlayStation. And if you got the deluxe edition, you got Spider-Man remastered for free. So, you know, it was a, it's such a sweet game because it it put a lot of love and like gave the world of New York, the world, the city of New York, like a new flavor. It was like snowy. You had those trap drums in the menu alone. Uh, Obviously it was like utilizing, like you were saying, the IO throughput of the SSD. So it was like, it was snappy. You go to that. You go to that subway station or any subway station. You fast travel instantly. Like, uh, you know, cutscenes don't need to load. There's not any really like background loading. It's just go, 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 go. Here's the story, and that might be why it felt so fast, to be honest. Uh, and I miss that game so much. I've been considering getting it on PS4 just to play it again because, oh my God, I absolutely love that game. Uh, the platinum wasn't too bad. Insomniac knows how to make an open world, and especially reflavoring something that's already been done. And not make it feel like a copy paste. They did it amazingly. It, like Miles even plays differently. It's such a phenomenal game. And uh, yeah, that's that's a good one to be thankful for, to be honest. Um, and then it's now it's my turn. You know, I'd say first off, I am thankful that games were released. <laughs> you know, uh, at the very least, uh, I think that's like the biggest through line here is that like there were features there are games there are all these things that were released over the past year and with the pandemic and you know chip shortages i am amazed that anybody got a console and you know there's still people struggling getting consoles and i'm amazed that like any of these games came out because like you're you're dealing with like if you do like a a next gen only game like returnal or ratchet and clank or demon souls um you're kind of dealing with like a shorter market than what would be there in a year. So waiting kind of has its benefits right now. And I think that's why a lot of things are getting delayed. But the fact that we got a console launch during a pandemic, we got games during a pandemic. Um, I, I recognize that a lot of people didn't get those consoles, but still like, even if you're not on current consoles, you only missed out on like maybe four or five games outside of that. There were still like 20, maybe 30 games that came out. Uh, over the past year, there was something for everybody, and even Switch got more stuff. So, and Switch got a new console duration as well. That's so crazy. The OLED, not the biggest in uh, performance upgrade, but still, it's like with a chip shortage. Uh, I don't know if they're short or not, but you know, they might be struggling as well. Um, in terms of games, I'm trying to think of something I was like fully thankful for. I'd say I, to, I think I'd have to say Cyberpunk. No, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm, I'm completely lying. I hope you guys know that. Uh, I am not serious at all. But uh, let me go through my list real quick, and I will get there. Okay, I want to shout out two games. Uh, first game that I am very, very thankful for is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD, whatever the hell, 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 uh, times 7 equals my childhood um, whatever you want to call it, that game, man, like, I don't think you guys realize, like, after being such a, a scarred Tony Hawk Pro Skater fan, 
You know, we had to deal with these stupid ass board gimmick games when like Rock Band was popping, like Shred and shit. And then obviously it took a turn for the worse with like way back in the day, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD. That was kind of shitty. And then Robomoto brought out like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, which was a train wreck of a game. And just when there was like no hope in sight, they announced the the remake from the ground up with majority of the the soundtrack back and the gameplay is there and online features and all these things. It brought back such a childhood favorite with like a polish that you can't find in a lot of these remakes. Look at GTA. Uh, or not remakes, but you know what I mean? Remakes slash remasters. But look at GTA. It's a remaster. Um, shit, obviously. Like, it has tons of issues. It has it has a bunch of problems. But Tony Hawk's Pro Skater did everything it needed to do and left. Like, it was that's what it was, you know? It was one and two. Uh, they mixed in new features like being able to play um, different modes on different maps and, like, having both of them mixed into one game. Um you know, that was like such a touch at home. And I can't, I, I wanted Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 so bad after that, but Vicarious Visions collapsed into Blizzard. So who knows what's going to gonna happen with that if they ever do another, which I think around the time when like Skate 4 comes out, they're going to be like, oh yeah, we, we got skateboard games. Let's get that one out. Um, but man, what a shock that that came out. What a shock that it got like best sports game of the year for 2020 and i know i know the game came out in september of 2020 and i know that's not you know the year cap i had just previously said but fuck it that hits right in my childhood and it was such a sweet sweet gem that it was it was fucking awesome and i and you know the ps5 came out with weird adaptive trigger feature and haptic features where whenever you pop your board up it actually felt like a board was like hitting like the the vibration in your controller actually felt like a pop pop, like an actual board. It's really really weird. <laughs> um, so it's still applicable. I got my PS5 Platinum for that game recently, and it, that was a grind. No pun intended. Uh, where we had to hit hit level 100, and it was just a big thing. But uh, yeah, that game is a delight, and I can't believe it even came out. Let alone during such a year where they didn't probably didn't have the biggest audience. And then the second game that is even it's it's in it's in the frame I had brought up and is very highly rated. It takes two. I play that with co-host friend of the show Steven, and we thoroughly enjoyed it. Like it was such a it felt like I was on the couch with him like back in the day when you're playing like old N64 and stuff like that and um you're kind of like or co-oping something like when you're on Xbox when it first launched, like I was previously talking about, and um, you're playing like Halo 1 with your brother near launch day, and you're just like, it's winter, and you're you're, you're just shut in playing a co-op experience with, you know, someone you're, you're like really, really close with, and it's just like, we got, we kind of get to like experiences, we get to laugh at all the cheesy parts, and the gameplay is like such a co-op game that it, it feels like we are both kind of reacting to the story at the same time and it's it, it is a true co-op game that i don't think i know it gets enough praise but i don't think it gets enough praise if that makes sense i want, i think it should deserve more and i honestly personally would would not be surprised if it gets game of the year 
I think Joseph Ferris really outdid himself this time. I think that game is a it is a diamond in the rough, and I love it. That game that game is amazing. I, I can't wait to see what they do more. Uh, I know they had already did a way out before, but like this was definitely their, like their their magnum opus. This is their one. Um, so hats off to them. I'm thankful that that came out during a time where a lot of us are being taught to like play games online and not really like work together on things and and basically stray away from that old couch co-op feel. And this one, even though it was online, definitely gave you that co that couch co-op feel because you could always see your partner on screen. So it was like it was a thing. So we had to like physically in the game and like verbally work together to get through some of the, the things. And then it will like take a break and give us a mini game where we can like fuck each other up. Uh, so that, that game was special. Absolutely loved it. And I think that is like one of the, one of the outliers in this last year as it's such a different experience compared to all the other modern, more modern games that have come out, which are like shooters and, uh, single player, you know, adventures. And to close this off, this beautiful episode, this nice fat fouty. Um, I'm thankful for you guys. I am 100% thankful for the listeners of this podcast. I started this podcast in March. I fucking rant about it all the time about how I love the the listenership and, and I appreciate you guys, but this is a perfect, perfect episode for me to talk about it. Um, uh, we are breaching almost 2,000 total plays. We have uh, grown and grown in listenership. We have even gotten a bunch of listeners from different countries, and I appreciate anybody who has gone out of their way to come back and even just check me out once. Like All that is appreciated. It is such a, a rare, like hard thing to do to kind of come up in a platform or anything as a newbie um, trying to trying something new, trying something that they've wanted to do for a long time. And, um, especially like, it's like being tossed out as a shark into a sea of sharks, a ocean, a vast, vast abyss of sharks that are like, that are, some are way bigger, some are way stronger. Um, and some could eat me at any time. That's not a little AO, but I meant like, you know, these podcast platforms are, open forums for a lot of, a lot of people and like therapy for some people. And like, this has been both for me. Like I, I absolutely love getting on here and talking, talking to you guys about games. I love games and it's been something that's kind of kept me sane over these years. So like, uh, I know it's something little to you guys for you guys just listening or, um, <clears throat> I'm not crying. I had to fucking clear my throat. Um, but for you guys just listening, it might just be a Tuesday for you. But for me, this is episode 174 so like you know this is a lot bigger than just you know the normal thing and I, I figured since this is the first of hopefully many years of the X button podcast I just wanted to give you guys a big old fat hug and definitely say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening I will keep this thing going for as long as I can I will keep pushing out daily episodes um I think whenever the year changes to 2022, I think I'm going to try some new things and mix it up and uh, maybe become more structured. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure because I like the looseness, but um, we'll tackle that when we get closer. But overall, this podcast isn't going anywhere. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, definitely 
I'll tell you what. To close this out, it's not too late to tell me what you're thankful for. Uh, go to mystic.maddox on uh, Instagram if you want to shout out anything that you're thankful for, any games or game features, and I will gladly talk about them on the next episode or um, reply back to you guys at the very least. And, you know, we can keep this thankful <laughs> train rolling. Give flowers to devs, too. Any devs out there that you love, that you just really, really appreciate, go give them a great comment on, like, Instagram or Twitter or somewhere. Let them know that you appreciate what they've done because there are a lot of, you know, like, it's just like when you post something on the Internet at all. Uh, you, you could see, like, a bunch of good comments, and then you'll see one bad one, and that one will stick with you. Um, at the end of the day, you got to remember that most of these devs are humans as humans as well you know so they probably see so much negativity no matter what it is just like halo right now with their battle pass even though it's very very shit those devs have made a uh, an amazing game and let's not forget it's free and it's like yeah it's halo it's beloved i get why people are mad but like it's still i think it you know at the very least if you do have a problem with it that's fine you can voice it whatever don't be an asshole about it but you can voice it but uh, if you are enjoying the game and you and you really like it, shout out the devs, shout out three for three, and say hey, I appreciate what you've done. Uh, shout out playground ga- playground games if you like, you know what they've done or Ember Lab or all these other you know Hazelight or anything like that, and um, just give their flowers, give all the flowers that you can because, like my Tony Hawk game, companies can get bought out and then collapsed and then changed and then fuck off for whoever knows how long. And you'll never get a sequel to goddamn Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 plus 4. Um, so that has been my rant for this beautiful Wednesday. I appreciate you guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. Have, have Spend a lot of time with your family. Uh, eat a lot of food. And at the very least, play a lot of games. And I will see you guys on Friday. Not sure what we're doing yet. Might be a movie review. Uh, might be a Guardians impressions. Uh, we'll see. I'll come back because I, I, I will be playing a bunch over the next two days. So it might be gaming related. I'm not sure, but I'm just giving you a warning. Friday might be a little loose, might be a little loosey goosey since I got to go to work that day and it's fucking weird. I got to, I got to, I get a day off and then I go back to work and then I get the weekend. Like, okay, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Anyways, appreciate you. Appreciate you. I give up. I'm not editing that out either. And that's just what you're getting on this Thanksgiving. I appreciate you guys. I will see you guys on Friday. And uh, thank you guys for listening. See you guys.